Welcome back, Girls Gone Healthy listener. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, and today we are joined by my friend, Allie. She's a fitness instructor in Boston, so I've taken many of her classes before, and I was really excited to invite her on this podcast. We talk all about, you know, how she has stayed motivated to stay a fitness instructor for so many years how she takes care of her body since she has to be so active and energetic for her job, and just learning about her unique space and view of the fitness industry. So I think that you're really going to like this podcast episode. But before we get started, I want to invite you to join this community. If you are listening to these episodes, if you are subscribed to this podcast, I know that you would love hanging out with us everywhere else. So come follow on Instagram, come join our free Facebook community where you can meet others, ask questions, engage with everyone there. And all the links to that are right down in the show notes below. So come stay engaged throughout the week. So this isn't just, you know, 20 minutes on your Monday, but you can actually commit and be accountable to every day. So to find Girls Gone Healthy anywhere else, it's right down in the show notes below. And with that, I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, today we are joined by Allie. She's a full-time health and wellness professional located in Boston, Massachusetts. She's a cycling and yoga instructor along with her own programs, and her passions lie in self-care and wellness, helping people discover how they can be better their lives through movement, nutrition, and recovery. Thanks for joining us today, Allie. Hey, how are you? Thanks. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about you and your background. So in terms of fitness, I have been an athlete pretty much my whole life. I started uh, very young. I'm from Southern California, very young swimming on a swim team. I played tennis up through high school, and then I was a coxswain on uh, the rowing team in high school as well. And I think that the difference between tennis and rowing is it's an individual sport versus a team sport. And I definitely liked the team aspect of rowing. And I was a coxswain, as you said, you were as well. And I liked the the ability to motivate and inspire all of my crew. It's very rhythm-based. So I think that that was uh, something I didn't know at the time that I really ended up finding an entire career in. <laughs> yeah, it was just nice to be able to connect with my peers on more of a mental level than just not necessarily like a, a purely physical level. I could go on and on, but basically I moved to Boston after um, high school from Newport Beach, California, and I've been here ever since, so like over 16 years. But I did start teaching indoor cycling when I was 18, so a very long time ago, because I liked that style of workout. It's the only thing I ever found in the gym that I would stick to consistently. I was going five times a week, and one day they opened up class registration, and it was full, and I was pissed. (laughs) I was so upset. I was like, this is the only thing I do at the gym. How is this possible? I come every single day. And um, they were like, well, we we are really light on instructors. And I was like, well, I'll teach. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I was a coxswain on crew. How hard could it be? So um, I went and got certified literally the next day. I borrowed my boyfriend at the time. His car drove out to somewhere in Western Mass. And I started teaching that following Monday. So it was like two days later. And kind of the rest is history. There's a lot of different studios I've worked for, but that's how I started my indoor cycling career. That's so funny. Just one day of like, what? I can't cycle. I'm going to become an instructor now. That's awesome. So you went from being an athlete to then being the instructor. Did you find that that was like a good replacement for sports? Like you still had that team and still had that like community or was it completely different for you? 
I think it was very similar for me because as you know, with coxing, it's, you're kind of in charge. You're setting the tone, you're setting the pace. Um, you're helping people, you're motivating people, you're a coach, a friend, a motivator, all of that stuff. And that's really truly what spin instruction is. And well, actually most fitness instruction. So I think that it was really similar to that. And it, the team aspect in indoor cycling is basically, you know, you're all in that same room with any group fitness and you're doing it all together. And that's why I think I lean towards group fitness versus individual, just walking around the gym. I um, wasn't very motivated by that. Yeah, no, that's what I found after sports too. Like I kept trying to get myself to go to the gym, but I kept leaning towards that group fitness. So I was wondering, you know, now you do cycling, you have multiple cycling programs, you do yoga, all of that. Why do you do both programs? Like, I feel like a lot of people kind of tend towards one or the other and you kind of do a mix of them all. So when I was in college, I had massive anxiety, probably, I want to say it was like my junior year and I was having trouble sleeping and I had a free elective. So I decided to take Hatha yoga and I had tried yoga a lot and I just really didn't enjoy it. But my grandmother at the time, you know, she used to take me when I was really, really little and I barely remember it, but I remember doing like tree pose. Um, She's like, you should really try it. It can really help. So I ended up trying it and I didn't love it. I'll be frank with you. I didn't love it. However, it actually did help um, me sleep. So when I started teaching indoor cycling in college, I did it all through college. I ended up moving home for a little bit and um, back to California in the middle there somewhere. And I started teaching at a studio in Newport Beach and in LA. And in order to teach spin there, you had to teach yoga. It was like a yoga spin combo. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll learn how to teach yoga. No big deal. (laughs) Did a really short training um, and started teaching yoga as well. So I know a lot of yogis out there are probably cringing. However, it was just the way I started teaching was purely out of necessity. And then I fell in love with yoga at that point and ended up getting my 200 hour later on. And now I've been teaching yoga for, I think over 10 years. And it's, it is very different from spin. Um, however, it's, it's that aspect of movement and being able to get lost in the zone. And when you're doing yoga, if you're really tapped in, it's just very present and same with indoor cycling. It's just a really present exercise, at least for me. I'm not really thinking about anything else. Yeah. So that's almost the opposite where you found cycling instructor from loving cycling. You almost had never done yoga and then you're like, okay, well, I'll just add that on. Yeah. At the end of the day, teaching is teaching and um, instructing is instructing and coaching is coaching. So if you really look at it and you pull away the actual exercise or the actual program and you really focus on becoming a really good instructor or a really good coach or a really good motivator, you could probably teach anything. You just have to learn the cues and the actual exercises, obviously certifications and stuff too. But if you really strip it down, like I don't teach because I love to work out. I teach because I really enjoy coaching, motivating, and like being in the energy of a room. If I could choose between working out and going and eating a cheeseburger, I'd probably go eat a cheeseburger. So (laughs) I love that. And usually, you know, when you think of your fitness instructors, it's like, oh, wow, like, you know, they do just love the bike or they do just love the yoga. But I love how you kind of spin it that way of like, no, you're helping people and you're helping inspire and motivate them. So that's what you're getting out of it, too. So I know that you've also, you know, created your own programs and gone through a bunch of trainings. What was that like for you? Mm, I think they're kind of separate in a way, but then they all tied together. So I think that finding like yoga to be a part of my life was huge. And there was a period of time where I couldn't do yoga because I hurt my back. 
So I had to find different ways to do something that was a lot more chill than spin because spin is really high energy and I need that kind of balance in my life. So I really discovered more mobility programming, recovery programming. And I really found that I was doing workshops. So I was really enjoying certain workshops and exploring more about anatomy and myofascial release and all this stuff. So I started doing like certifications in that because it was what I could do in my body. Um, and then I realized it was kind of a lack of that, at least in Boston, it was only available online. So I created a program and it was all for bespoke. So for the studio that I teach at, I'm the director of programming there. So it's kind of my job to create new programs. I started a class called stretch. It's online only right now because of COVID, we don't have the space to do it, but it utilizes myofascial release. So, you know, yoga balls, like lacrosse balls, but they're a lot softer. <laughs> So we use those to roll the entire body out and then we do a deep stretch. So essentially it's just a really strong recovery program. And that was something we did because we had nowhere to teach yoga. So in a lot of, this is kind of like a weird side fact, but if you think about studios and buildings, they obviously have leases. And in those leases, if there's any type of, say, for example, we teach spin, there's probably not going to be another spin studio right next door, right? So that's, that kind of happened to us with yoga where there was always a yoga studio really close by. So we couldn't teach yoga. So the stretch class was like our answer to like providing recovery. And then with the pandemic, we had the ability to go online and in a more impactful way than I think it would have happened before. So I've always wanted to start my own yoga program. So I enlisted the help of my beautiful co-founders, Sarah White and Juliana Tortadella. I think I just butchered her name, but I love you, Juliana. <laughs> And we started the yoga program last year because we could also go outside. So the programs all kind of came about because of the want to do something different from spin in taking care of our bodies. No, I love that and getting to know more about it too because I think it also came up kind of at the perfect time with COVID of doing the stretch program because we are hard on our bodies. We're really stressed out right now. And so to taking that moment of like, you don't, a lot of people think that they have to be good at yoga in order to start or flexible to start and stretching it's like that's something that seems really easy to just pick up and tangible of how it's going to help yeah no exactly and I think calling it stretch people are like oh I can stretch and whereas you say oh let's do yoga they're like oh I can't do yoga it's it would be in the same breath and at the end of the day yoga is so much more than a physical practice that's a means to an end whereas stretch is truly about the physical component and I think everybody really wants to stretch more they just don't take the time I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I don't do much on my own at home. Like I like to go to classes. So it was just an, a way to give people a recovery program in a way that was like really digestible. Yeah, I love that. And since you kind of brought it up, what does your workout routine look like? Do you just stay active during your classes because you teach so much? Or is there anything that you do outside of that? Well, I mean, for the last probably, I'm trying to think like six years before pandemic, I probably teach an average of like 15 classes a week, um, a mix of, you know, yoga and spin because I taught at other studios as well. And at the end of the day, like I just am not the type of person that would go and then do my own workout. Just I was exhausted. You know, I, I kind of put it all out there when I teach. So what I found, though, is that when I was doing that, I am getting older and my body was just not responding in the same way. I was getting injured more. I was just feeling achy. So I started incorporating strength training a couple of years ago, which I think is probably one of the most important programs you can do in your life, especially as you get older. And I really enjoy 
group classes. <laughs> so we have a strength training program at Bespoke that I love called TrainX. And I love to do that with the pandemic. Obviously that shut down. So I actually recently started, we launched a personal training program. So I actually recently started with a personal trainer because I want to learn how to work out by myself and kind of let go of that crutch of group fitness since it's not always available anymore. Yeah, no, that's great to hear too. It's like, okay, even someone that used to teach 15 classes a day, like there's still stuff that like you can improve on with your health and fitness journey. And, you know, there's always areas to branch out into. Yeah, I think strength training too, it's intimidating, just like yoga for other people, because it's, there's just so many different kinds of strength training. So it's just about really finding like what works for you, what feels good for you. I love Pilates. Like before the pandemic, I was going to a place called B-Tone here in Boston or SLT. It's, they're on these machines that are awesome. Pilates is literally, it's an amazing program, especially if you're looking to prevent injury and gain a lot of core stability. Yeah, I'm always willing to try something once, I guess. Yeah. So you've been to a lot of different gyms, both teaching and taking classes. Is there anything that you like look for in your workouts or that you love to get from a workout or gym? So just because I've been so involved with so many studio openings and building teams and, you know, really creating and cultivating culture and community at these studios. I look for a lot. I'm really picky. And I think it's just because of I know how it what it takes to build a studio and what it takes to keep that studio going and operating and building. I really look for energy and vibe. I think lighting is so big for me. I know it sounds really weird. But if I go into a studio and it's super bright fluorescent light, like it's just it's going to bother me because I just want to be in a little bit of a darker, vibey, sexier place, I guess, when I'm working out. Music is really important. I love music driven classes. It's what keeps me going. Obviously the instructor, you know, you want the instructor, you want to vibe with your instructor. And, and honestly, like you have to discover instructors by trying them. And I'm going to say this on this podcast and hopefully people listen to this piece is that try new instructors because they work so hard to get where they are and they just need everybody to give them a chance because everybody's new once. And that's kind of kind of how you're going to find your favorite instructors. You know, a lot of people probably been coming to me for 15 years, but there's so many instructors out there and give them a shot because you might you might find someone new and like their class better than mine, which I'd be actually happy about. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, just like you have to try the different workouts, different instructors, too, because everyone kind of has their own way of motivating and running everything, too. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what your wellness and self-care looks like outside of the gym, because I know that you also, you know, have your wellness retreats and do a lot of self-care. So Um, Has that been something that's always been important to you or something that you've been focusing on more recently? It's funny because as as I grew up, you know, I didn't notice. I mean, when you're younger, you kind of don't have as much self-awareness. But as I've gotten older, I've recognized like my patterns and I'm a Pisces. So I really like to sleep and I like to nap and chill. I also like have very high energy. So the napping and chilling is just like a really necessary thing for me to maintain the energy I expend. When I hurt my back, probably got it. Fuck it up. Sorry. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been like over 10 years. I just can't believe how old I'm getting. But um, when I hurt my back, I had to take care of myself. It really, it, it, it floored me. I couldn't walk for two weeks. And that was really scary. And I just realized that like, I had to really listen to my body more. So I really started self-care practices like 10 years ago. And that looked like yoga, restorative yoga that looked like getting massages and body work, making sure I was sleeping, making sure I was eating right. And truly just exploring all these different holistic ways of chilling out because that's kind of what I need is to just like chill out sometimes. And then 
yeah, in the recent years of like Instagram, obviously you've, you see trends happening and I was really on the, the bandwagon of self-care a couple years ago. I just think it's so important for mental health. I think that people equate self-care with like bubble baths and, you know, massages and getting your nails done. And all of those are a part of it, but true self-care is just really actually about taking care of your mental health and being able to slow down so that you can start to get to know yourself. You can understand what you need, what you want, what you don't need, what you don't want. So I think the journey kind of really ended up in a mental health area versus like just the physical stuff. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because I feel like, yeah, it always ends up there, like eventually, right? Like you can hear from everyone like, oh, take care of yourself and self care. But you know, it took that hurting of your back for you. And, you know, I think that it is important. And especially with that mental health, too. So that's a great reminder. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, what is next for you now, right? Like you have so much experience in teaching with the cycling and yoga. Is this something that you see yourself continue doing for the next five, 10 years? Or is there something else that you're kind of like exploring with? So um, you kind of mentioned, so I host international wellness retreats and that's a really broad term. It's just really hard to say it in a lot of, in few words, what I we, we actually do. So it's really based on gathering people and focusing on, you know, movement. Um, I teach yoga, obviously, we do the recovery classes, and music and sound. So um, just for example, you know, I've had a DJ at one of my retreats, I had a live musician at another retreat, we did sound baths at another retreat, we, you know, obviously eating really well and learning about different cuisine, we were in Morocco in 2019. And I had so much Moroccan food, I was just like, (laughs) I couldn't eat Moroccan food for like a month after that. But on these retreats, you know, it's about connecting people who are like-minded and want to learn more about this holistic approach to wellness. And then obviously I like to party, so we have a really good time. (laughs) And then, um, so those retreats are kind of, obviously they got put on hold. So that was really tough, but my plan was to do a Bali retreat actually around this time this year. And so I'm looking forward to doing that in a few years. I'm just going to wait till everything dies down. And I think the focus would be to have multiple retreats every year and to continue to teach. However, to transition into more of like a mentor and training role. I already train instructors. I've been training instructors for probably about 10 years. And I really love training people from the start because it's just so magical to see them go from the beginning to on the schedule and then to successful and seeing how empowering it can be for people. So I really do see myself training more fitness instructors. And especially here in Boston, the wellness industry is completely whitewashed. And we just really need to have more diversity and really reach out to communities who may not have had access to the trainings and access to the gym. So really looking to build training programs for everybody. Um, I'm not sure quite what that looks like yet. But I want to kind of open the doors wider for people to to join because it was pretty exclusive before, especially here in Boston. Yeah, I love that. You know, you're helping grow the community here in Boston, but then also, you know, reaching out and going international with your trips. So I'm definitely looking forward for that to open back up again and everything for you. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with today? I think the best piece of advice we kind of talked about already, I just keep trying new things. And rather than getting discouraged the first time, if if you really think it's something you want to do, give it a couple tries, try different instructors, try different studios, and just keep trying new things because you can also feel like you're plateauing if you get bored. 
Um, there's so much different fitness out there. There's so many different instructors out there. There is always something or someone for everyone. Yeah, it's a way to keep things kind of fresh as well. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, because there's no need to be discouraged or bored or any of that. There is so much out there. So thank you for that. Is there where can people find you come connect with you all of that? So I'm on Instagram. It's at Allie Raymer, A-L-Y-R-A-Y-M-E-R. My website's AllieRaymer.com. I teach at Bespoke Studios in Boston. If you're in Boston, feel free to come see us in South Boston or Wellesley or the Cape. And it's also online. So we have an on-demand program and I have ride, stretch, and yoga classes up there. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Allie. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.